0: the HeadGum Podcast.
1: This is the Dumbbells of Personal Fitness Podcast, where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. Me, I'm Ryan Singer. I have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is
0: solely based on our own working experience a little bit of bro science.
1: So please keep in mind that we're not doctors, they were claimed to be. No, just a couple of dumbbells, love ourselves, some fitness, want to help you with yours. Help can start now. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to say it. Why? Because we were having a, a conversation before, uh-huh. right before we started that. We went into it. I went to it too quick? No, nah, I mean, you did I, you, you did the right thing as a professional. Yeah. And I just wasn't sure, but I was... Well, our guest was ready to go. Our guest was ready to go. Because, you know, our banter sucks. So why don't we
0: welcome <laughs> our guest back... Back to the weight room. To the weight room. Back to the USS Weight Room. <laughs> That's the song, right? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love
2: him. Over, Over, under? Mm-hmm. Farley Elliott. Now, when you said uh, earlier about me wanting to go and get ready for the podcast, you did more specifically mean that you, I should leave this house, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I was ready to take off. He you was guys ready. had talked enough. Yeah. And, right? and that was just saying, like, hey, welcome back. And yeah. he was like, mm. a light breeze blew over my neck, and I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's what? the
1: ghost. How did I find myself in this haunted yeah. podcast? <laughs> Ugh, again, talking about this. Yeah. I'm bored. It's I'm haunted. It.
0: <laughs> it's a, I'm in that bored. order, I'm yeah. bored
1: and it's haunted. Yeah, it's Ugh, st- Stanger, I'm bored, it's haunted. I'm not scared. <clears throat> Stanger uh, revealing that he may not be able to do the intro, but did it. Yes. Yeah. As, <laughs> as some kind of hook for the audience. Yeah. As though they were going to be excited about it. Yeah. Ooh, they were so on their... Their toes. Yeah. About it. What's the MacGuffin for this episode? <laughs> Stanger might not get the intro, but got it. Yeah. That's the that's our way. <laughs> and in. when they've got it, and it' wrong, it hasn't mattered. Hasn't mattered. Yeah. No. Uh, welcome back, dude. Thanks so much for having me, guys.
2: I'm uh, excited to be back.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, I, I got to say. You look great. Thank you. You look like you've transformed.
2: Yeah. I am I think I'm like maybe 65% of the way through my transformation. Wow. Like a little over halfway. That's great, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. It's been crazy. So as like a quick catch up, we had our podcast, I think it was like December 2017. Yes. When I looked at it. So yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. about a year and a half. Year and a half. Um, and in that time, like I was pretty motivated motivated enough to come on this shit podcast and <laughs> yeah 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 in the, in the first place and uh and sort of talk about like what I felt I needed to do to change but and
0: as we were talking about it it was it, it was like you were doing the math in your head of like the the ways to get there
1: yes, yes. some some wheels were in motion and it was something that comes up a lot for you i, I found when we were talking to you initially cuz we were you would say like i know yeah. i know you know right. and it was um well Let's do like a quick reset uh, because people should know what your career is and the challenges that it presents. Yes. In case you didn't hear the first also, one. Also,
0: everybody go back and listen to December of. Go back. Yeah. 1217
1: yeah. was a wild time. <laughs> oh, it's a wild time. Things <laughs> wild. were different. Things were different. It's a it wild Christmas. Yeah. You hear wolves baying in the background. Yeah. 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 Wolves. High wolves. content. Wolves. It was crazy. Alphas, yeah.
0: betas. But you know, you wanted to listen to that. Anyways, listen to that. Come back to this. <laughs> Realize wow. I'm surprised Farley wanted to come back. And
1: then... you'll be at the present. We had to hire Liam Neeson to handle them wolves. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I'm a food writer. My whole job is, is not to be an anonymous critic, but to go in and have relationships with restaurants in order to like get news and information kind of before anybody else and to tell those stories. So what that means functionally is that like, I haven't cooked a meal in my house of like since October, probably, you know, like it's a lot, it's just entirely existing in the restaurant space for better or for worse dining. And so no
1: secret Michelin tricks. No. and a fork. No. That's the symbol.
2: Yeah, no. You just
1: go in, they know you, and yeah. so yeah, they want to feed you, and, and it's and, also your job to kind of butter them. Not butter them up, but be a friend. Totally. My yeah. job is to build positive relationships. That's what sure. I mean. yeah, yeah, we
2: tell hard stories sometimes too, but a lot of it is I want this guy to like me and think that I do a good job. And so the next time I go in and have like he has news to share with me, like I get that information first because we've built a relationship. Right. And, it's like
1: Jay Glazer in the Glazer in the sports world. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like being kind of like the woge of food. Like just trying to kind of know stuff and put it out into the world before anybody else. And it's all relationship-based. And the way that the relationships get communicated most in the hospitality world is like through food and drink. Yeah. So uh, it's really hard for me to do my job well while also being like, I'm not going to go eat these mozzarella sticks or have this late night drink with somebody or things like that.
0: Sure. Yeah. Sure. Especially since – and. You know, it's not like all of the restaurants that are popping up in Los Angeles are focused on healthy eating.
2: Right, (laughs) right. And nobody, like... I'm having a bunch of one-on-one interactions with people, and all those people are like, "Let's go to this place I've wanted to go to." Sure. And so it's not a lot of like, "Can't we just go back to Sweet Green?" Like nobody wants to
1: have their meeting at Sweet Green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, when I, you, I knew a rabbit that always would want it though to go to Sweet Green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's always yeah. angling for Sweet <laughs> I Green. I knew this
0: fucking bear with just a red T-shirt on who always wanted fucking honey. <laughs> yeah, really? like I
1: get it, and he's he
0: thinks it comes from the middle of a tree, yeah. <laughs> and it's like a pool, and it's like that's not the The tree isn't hollow, yeah, and then it's just a, like a honey pool. You fucking dummy! You're
1: dumb, but you're misinformed. That's yeah. not how honey
0: works.
2: Also, what a slow talker this guy. You met him once. He yeah. was like, oh. Be- I'm like, fuck you, dude. Speed yeah, it, we it up. up. Were those were those meetings a challenge? Because uh, the bear was always pantsless. Was
0: yes, that hard. That was the problem. It's Red a public t-shirt. issue. And then he had this fucking cocaine
1: buddy who was like <laughs> flipping all over the place. Yeah, that guy was fucking. We all gack- got a cocaine yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gacked out of his mind. Gacked out of his mind. <laughs> 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 fucking yeah. stuttering. He was a he was bananas. Yeah, another friend that demanded we call him Piglet. We're yeah, like, geez, that's fucking. <laughs> we run a fitness podcast. Yeah. we can't we call him Piglet. We can't <laughs> call <laughs> you Piglet. And and it's either unhealthy or
2: sexual, yes. neither one I want to take part in. And then
0: to be honest, the, the saddest dude was like, keep an eye on
1: him because we thought some, you know, he was going to take yeah. his own. Yeah. yeah, we had to get a 5150 on that donkey. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Danger to himself or others. I
0: mean, to be honest, it seemed like if they were all together, they'd just be one person. Yeah, you'd think but, so. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, break it up into different personalities.
2: Uh, so, anyways. Yeah, so the, the, the diet side has always been probably the most challenging yeah. part. And in a lot of ways, it was a demotivator for me because I would constantly be like, well, my job isn't going to change. And I like the work that I do, yeah. even though it's so food focused. And you're great at it. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. very nice of you to say. So, like. A part of it is like, well, what, what's working out even going to do? You know what I mean? Like, sure, sure. I might as well just maintain this unhealthy lifestyle until I either like get a new job or figure it out down the line. So it's a constantly kicking the can. So yeah, I think you were right, Ryan. Like When I came on the podcast, it was a lot of like, okay, well, I know what to do, but actually stepping in and doing that is an entirely other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, through December uh, of 2017 into 2018, I was like starting, I got a new gym membership and I was like, I'm going to do it as much as I can. And so
0: just, then what, uh, just what the so heck? that people, because- the hardest
2: thing is, it's
0: easy to get the math going. Right. So what were your first steps of actually do it? Like, I, I know you were saying, like, for that first. So what was first? What, what do you feel like was the first thing that you went, like, this locked me in?
2: So I think it was, honestly, this podcast was part of it and wanting to talk more openly about my own process. Okay. Uh, there's not a lot of conversation, I think. But probably part of the reason you guys started this podcast in the first place, there's not a lot of public conversation about your own health and wellness and dietary stuff. And yeah. if you do talk about it, even with close friends, it's usually like boring, right? I'm like, I don't want to have my own, I have a job that I like. I don't want to have my own weird food conversations with people that aren't about cool restaurants when I have to talk about like my own emotional inadequacies or something like that. It's really hard. Yeah. So being able to like step forward mentally and just be like, okay, I'm going to put this out into the world, maybe not on social media, but like tell my friends, I'm going to start going to the gym, hold myself accountable and that way. That was like A1, my top line start. I got a gym membership and that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, I remember um, and maybe we touched on this a little bit, but, but being in the comedy world, being a type and then this kind of career that you that you were very good at, written a book and had good success at, it became a huge part of your identity. Totally. And it's kind of like beyond just the work you do, but the life you live. Right. How does fitness and health and exercise and paying attention to that, like how do, how can you marry the two, and do they? can they exist together?
2: Yeah. Nobody wants to like email me and be like, Hey, what are the top five healthy restaurants you've been to lately? Yeah. And like, you know, and my Instagram is a reflection of that as well. Like we are driven as a society to like, pizza and burgers and all this sort of stuff that has its own life force uh, instead of just a healthy bowl of greens or something. Sure. And it's easy to eat healthy in Los Angeles, but a lot of those places are chains are fast casual. You know, I'm operating at every level of every scale. So I'm going to the fancy places and the big places as
1: much as anybody else. So it's just hard to stay on that path all the time. Right. So, yeah. So you make the decision to kind of like put it out there in the world, find a maybe a support group or people that share the interest with right. you right. and then uh, and then kind of own it being a part of your life and talk about it
2: yeah and it was going okay um, I, I'm historically I'm not a person who's like slept a lot so I was like oh I'll just get up earlier in the morning and that was kind of like a little bit of my undoing is this idea of like I can just do more instead of like changing what I'm doing now right so the gym was going okay and then honestly in the summer of, of 2018 in June Anthony Bourdain died yeah um, who is is just this looming figure in the food and travel space and it's not that i had any personal connection to him but like this is a dude who took his own life because in part every single day most of america if they woke up and said what would my like best job in the world be, they would probably say Anthony Bourdain's job. If he had a hard day, there's nobody that he could talk to about it. like Because everybody, yeah. I started going to personal therapy. My, I had to switch therapists because my first one was like, your job's so cool. And I was like, I have to go to someone else. Like It's <laughs> yeah. hard to have that conversation. <laughs> so that's in June. And I the, need help,
1: like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, which one? What, dude, having your cool job? You doing Proud. hot
2: dogs, dude? What? <laughs> like, And then in July, uh, Jonathan Gold died at 57. Like right. Los Angeles luminary, the only guy ever to win a Pulitzer Prize for writing about food. He Pancreatic cancer, but I'm sure his lifestyle didn't help that in any way. Right, and honestly, it was those two things, neither of which directly affected me, but all took place in the world that I live in. That I was like, I'm gonna fucking die. This will kill me.
1: Wow, that's a uh, that's sobering. And I would say Bourdain, um, if I'm trying to think about what I what I understand that you do, you guys are similar, and mm-hmm. that it's not so much a food critic as it is somebody that tries and celebrates and sheds light on right, you know tells larger stories larger stories you know you talked about going to like the fancy michelin places but also you're an expert on street food Man, and like where the so, best yeah. and that's he's the only thing like the one of the big kind of recognizable figures I can think that also did that. Right. You know, it wasn't about tearing down as much as it was about building up. Exactly. You know? and, yeah. and
2: so much of, of bringing positivity to people's day in the restaurant space, not only do I get to tell people where good food is and they can go enjoy it, but I'm also dealing with independent restaurateurs who have a real financial stake in a way that I don't in their restaurant being successful. You know, we talk a lot about guys who started out doing barbecue in their backyard or burgers or something and have gone on to great, great personal success. And like, to get to have a hand in that is really amazing, but it's a lot of like food along the way that gets you down that path. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's crazy. So honestly, like August, September, I was like, I'm, this is truly unsustainable. Like this job will kill me if I let it. And I started going to a rock climbing gym called um, LA Boulders in downtown, and they have sure. a few other around the city. And they have not only the rock climbing apparatuses, where it's like bouldering, so there's no ropes at most of them, but you just kind of climb the walls. And then they have like a regular sort of bare bones gym setup, a few treadmills, and then some weights and that sort of stuff. But they're that's where Rogers goes too, right? Ben Rogers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know I know it's come up on the podcast before. I there's a few strategic locations. One's in Culver City, one's in Hollywood, downtown, Burbank. They're opening one in Pasadena, I think. So I can kind of bop around the city as I'm normally doing and then just check into all these places. And I've really I've taken this like personal mantra, because you'll go to the gyms and like these 11 year old kids are just like kicking your teeth in. They're so much better than you could ever be at rock climbing. Yeah. And they're Well, they're little monkeys. Yeah, and they're like age. a 30-year yeah. age. And I I'm telling you almost every day that I'm at the gym, if I'm climbing in my head, I just go being bad is the point. Like yep. I am, uh, no one walks wow. in for the first time and it's like, I'm doing the V 10s. I'm here to be bad. Yeah. And that like owning that phrase for me has been the most helpful thing. What does V 10s mean? Sorry. So you start at V zero, which is like the easiest climb. And are, you they, could do. are they like color coded? Yeah. So okay. there are little roots that are color coded. They're calling problems. And then uh-huh. you basically would like, there's a wall full of different colors and then each one is a specific route and you kind of follow your color to the top. Sometimes there's a top out where it's flat at the top and you can go all the way over and then take like a set of stairs back down. And other times it's just a wall that ends and you have to just sort of grab the wall at like 17 to 20 feet. And then you climb your way back down the wall.
1: Yeah. Uh, Fun. Wow. Uh, So, so, uh, V1, V10, they go all the way. There's yeah. like one for each.
2: Yeah, it's like zeros, ones, twos, threes. Like right now I can do all the zeros, all the ones that are on routes, like basically at any of the places around town. I can do some of the twos and like one or two threes. Oh, so but it's cool. great. Like I've been doing it for, I guess about half a year now. Yeah. And just the process of like getting better at figuring out not only like physically what I need to do, but also technically what I need to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, It's great. And it's a super awesome personal challenge. I'm not going to join a sweaty like dodgeball rec league team. Sure. Right? Right. So I just do this when I have the time.
0: And you do it, uh, and it's like you battling you for like,
1: and that's kind of gamified, you know, Mm -hmm. that's neat. Well, I think there's people that, that just really take to climbing. I mean, people, I I shouldn't say that, but people that it lights something up in their brain, Yeah, you know, and it sounds like you found that for yourself. Yeah. Well, and that brings up two things that comes up on the show from time to time. It's one, uh, as an adult being able to stay in the white belt mentality mm-hmm. so the you know if you think about martial arts you get different belts as you progress and white belt being the beginner belt and just having to be like look i don't know how to fight I'm going to get beat up. Yeah. I'm going to learn. And as we get older, we, we steer away from that and you only do the stuff you're good at. And then you miss out a lot. Because you don't
0: want to see an 11 year old sprint (laughs) up a fucking wall around you. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Jackie Chan it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And versus like my son who's, or, you know, Quincy would be Eugene's son who's like at that age, All they care—they're not good at things. They try it over and over, and they—they climb up like uh, little retaining walls, and then teeter around on those, and they're fine. You know, as an adult, we're like, "Fuck no!" I'm going to do exactly (laughs) what I'm good at. It's also
0: funny, like at that age, uh, like at Quincy's age, at two and a half, like the mentality that I think of—I need to keep as an adult, which is Quincy doesn't like after that initial cry that he didn't get what he wanted. It's done. Right. The only time he cries for a long is if shit's really hurt right. physically, yeah. Mentally, he you know he'll hold he on to the on. idea of it mm-hmm. um, and bring it up later, but it's not in a negative way. Right. It's almost like in a positive way. Whoa. So like yeah, you know like even now if somebody if he did something that he wasn't supposed to do, he's kind of bringing it up to us of like. You said, you know, you said, don't turn it on. <laughs> you said, don't turn it on. And he, he smiles, learned, he And learned. I'm like, yeah. I said, don't turn that on because it's the fucking oven, bro. Yeah. You know? Right. But like, even then, it's just like, it's not a negative thing anymore. Even though he cried about me. You know, pulling his hand away from it.
1: Yeah. Initially. I I read, I think it was Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants, is that what it's called? Yeah, where she has the big hands. Yeah, and uh, she was talking about, like, that same thing with her daughter to where she, she wishes she could cry... Like her daughter did when uh, she couldn't bring a toy cash register into the bathtub and then be able to get over it that quick too. Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, but I love man,
0: that. yeah, but that kind of driving force and so in your oh yeah, so in, oh yeah, so head. I, was, so go I ahead.
1: was gonna say white belt menta- white belt mentality, but then also finding exercise you fucking like and being yeah. honest about that, right? Because people will punish themselves because they feel like, look, I know I need to get in shape, so I hate going to the gym but I'm going to go and they're miserable. And it lasts for a month or a year, maybe, or two years. And eventually they quit because they don't like it. And we're always like, Oh shit, put the effort into finding something you like that you enjoy that challenges you. Yeah. So like, it seems like this rock climbing has been that it's been good. And,
2: there, the other gym component, like there's just free weights, there's like a um, bench press, like that sort of stuff. And there, I'm able to gamify a little bit of that too. If I don't feel like climbing or if my hands are a little too ripped up or something, like I've also been trying to push myself on the bench press to do more squats. Like I only really in the past couple of months started doing like weighted um, barbell squats Great. And, and all of that sort of stuff. Like I'm not even down the rabbit hole of five by fives and like strong lifts and all that kind of stuff. Like I want to get there and I think that's probably the next turn for me is going to a trainer at least a few times to feel Figure out more technique stuff that I can do. Yeah, but at either level, whether it's in the gym or out climbing, I feel like I can like ascertain achievable results and move through the process to get there.
0: Wow, fun! That's yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, does the um, does the locate like the the idea of being able to go to each or anyone that's close to you does that help you or hurt? Like, do you prefer because sometimes when, it, you know, like uh, a big globo gym, like a 24-hour fitness mm-hmm. or a Equinox or something, when there's so many locations or something, it feels like it's too – there's like something about it being like um, too convenient that I'm just like, but that's not my place. Right. Like is there one that you're you would prefer to go to or – you'll miss a workout or not do a workout because you'd rather go to the one that's closer to you. Does that make sense?
2: Yes. So I tend to go to the one in downtown just because it's probably the closest to my house. And yeah. It's a pretty central location for doing what I normally do. But there's like one guy, this guy, Justin at the Hollywood location who recognized me, I don't know how he recognized me from a podcast, but he was like, you, he knew who I was. Uh-huh. And, uh, he turned me on Gabris' podcast or whatever. And he was like, he just has become the nicest guy. Anytime I go to the Hollywood location in the first couple of weeks, I was like, man, I can't go back to Hollywood. Like I suck in front of this dude. Yeah. But then I'm like, it being bad is the point. Like this guy already works there. He knows what he's doing. Like, why don't I just come and get a positive high five from this guy if he's around and then go do a bad workout or the best workout I can that day.
1: Yeah. That's another thing too. I get that. I mean, that's a little bit of a, some mental judo that to get over that because like anonymity when you're working out is nice. Yeah. Really nice,
2: <laughs> no. especially like my job it's is. Like, pre- I don't need a fucking audience. <laughs> my job is pretty public. Like, yeah,
1: I don't want to be working
2: out like next to the bartender that I'm going to have to go see at 5 p.m. and like they look gross and I look gross and we have to talk about it. Like, I don't want any part of that. Yeah, so I can be around, and this is something we touched on in the previous episode with um, food. I can kind of be around everywhere and nowhere at once. Like, if I feel like I'm going to the downtown one too much and I've got to be on the west side, I'll just go to Culver City and nobody knows me over there, and I can like pick my spots if I'm yeah. feeling like I need motivation from a group I can go it or I can just be totally anonymous.
1: I used to like huh, um yeah. I used to uh like frozen yogurt had its moment for mm. like I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago or something. It's always around. Yeah. And so in like, I was trying to like eat really healthy and we were still all doing this kind of like no carb by any means necessary. Uh So they had this carbo light version of it. (laughs) And so I would get it every fucking day, (laughs) every day. Cause I was just trying to like drop LBs and like, I needed like a treat and then it just became this expectation. But then people like I would go to this place and always get it. And then people would like recognize me like, oh, it's, hey, it's you again. You got to get your daily fix of this stuff. And so I'd be like, fuck, get some new employees. <laughs> and then like yeah. I'd sit in the parking lot and try to wait for people that saw me there like yesterday. And I was like, do I care? And then like, and then some days I'd be like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I, I can eat it whenever I want. And I go in there and just kind of deal with whatever. Yeah. They weren't ever rude. Right. I, just, I just didn't like them recognizing that I would always go there. Yeah. And then, but some days I didn't have the nerve energy to deal with them. So I would just hide. Until a new employee It's got weird on. that What is going What for is some mentally For <laughs> some things You like being a regular Yeah And
0: other things You <laughs> don't want to be a regular yeah. I don't know what it was I guess there was some shame I in
2: guess I, I don't know Twisted up I think for me it also uh, <laughs> it, it changes day by day Like I I should say So right in maybe like May or June of last year I was like Maybe the second heaviest I've ever been Like the gym fell off Pretty quickly I was 305 Like the, This was May This is last The start of last summer So this was oh, prior
0: to to the, uh, this is prior to Bourdain and prior yes. to, okay, yeah, so this yeah, was yeah.
2: right. I, I was like 305. And, okay. Uh, I'm like 250 right now. Wow. Which is crazy. 55 And pounds. I, I want to do like another 25, hopefully. Wow. Um, as like a manageable weight for what I do and, and lifting and all that sort of stuff. And there are days now people who I haven't seen in a while, I'll, I'll go in and they'll be like, oh man, you look great. And there's days yeah. when I really want that. And then there's days when I don't want anyone to say anything about it at all. You know? It's so interesting. And it's day by day. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and who knows like, what I mean, I'm sure there's some fucking Freud out there that could tell us why. Yeah,
0: well, he, he email us the dumbbells, yeah, yeah. Freud.
1: <laughs> hey, Freud, hey, Freud, if you're still around and have an email address, <laughs> Freud, please return my call. Hey, man, where you been? Hey, Freud, if you please, we gotta know, man. What hey. is it The id, what Ooh, is that? What is going on, Freud? Do I want to marry my mom? I, I don't know. I gotta know, Freud, <laughs> hey, Freud, uh, but. Yeah, that's so right on, dude. Like yeah. sometimes you want that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want people to notice you dropped yep. some pounds. Sometimes you don't want it to come up. Yeah. Sometimes people will say it to you in like a a tone that's like, "Hey, yeah, how dare or you?" Sometimes <laughs> you <laughs> don't <laughs> compliment <laughs> me that way.
0: You yeah. know, there's that thing where like you saying that you were pretty high up there, you know, last May, mm-hmm. and then you've been dropping it. You don't want people to say it sometimes because you don't want to uh, admit that you got up to that place. Like if somebody goes, Oh, you're looking good. It's like, when did I start? Look, you noticed when I was looking bad and didn't
1: say anything then, you know what I mean? Like there's like this weird. Well, and if you're doing the work too, like, where you're just trying to be okay with yourself, we're all just trying to be okay with Right. It's like, look, you know, I have to be okay with myself at three Oh five at two fifty five. you know, obviously you, it's, I want to be the healthiest I can. Right. But mentally, you know, you have to do that work because it's like wherever you go, there you are, that old thing, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like doing that kind of self love help healthy at any weight thing. I don't know. It's, no, it's, I, I think, it's so messy and it's nothing <laughs> really easy messy. about it.
2: Yeah. I, I just got these like new glasses not that long ago, and I was thinking after I got them, I'm shit, like, we
0: forgot to compliment. I know, them. I know. Well,
2: this, is, I was like, all I wanted for someone to be like, hey, Farley, nice new glasses. And I could walk into a room and everybody could go, hey, Farley, nice new glasses. And I'd be like, oh, not these guys. I want someone else to <laughs> like it. you know, it's not the compliment, it's me. <laughs> not these guys. That is so.
1: True. Well, it doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. It stop a- it. Stop it. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. It was you. a you. Con- it was a convention for optometrists. <laughs> <laughs> of course they're gonna say that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh
1: it's and Mr. I- Warby Parker himself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ray Ban. <laughs> Uh that no, was, that's that guy's name, right? Yeah, Reynold Ban. Reynold Bann. Hey, Reynold, nice glasses. Huh.
2: I'm gonna open sunglass store one day. You'll see.
1: <laughs> Not a chance. Reynold, good luck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not with a name like that. Yeah. No, I don't know. It, it's uh I, I do think for me the mental aspect has been a part of it too. Like I started going to personal therapy this year for the first time ever, like I said, and it's been that idea of being happy in any way, but also just like recognizing what I can do if I really want. Sure,
1: to, you know. Sure. Okay, so let's uh, let's unpack this more. Sure. So you 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 get up to that weight. Mm-hmm. You have these um these kind of uh, icons icons, mm-hmm. uh, you know that that you know is maybe like an eye opener for you yeah. or cause kind of a ripple. Yeah. And then uh, you've already been circling the gym. Had you found this Boulder place before that? So I I should give
2: a a, a shout out to a friend of the podcast, Noam Blywise, who's like my great friend, used UCB stuff for a long time. He had started going. And usually he also works remotely. So we kind of pal around at coffee shops all the time. Mm -hmm. He's very good about like being dedicated to a thing and then achieving that thing. Mm -hmm. And in a way that I just historically have not been. So I was like, yeah, let me go check it out. And it's like fun. You go a couple times with your friends. It's like going bowling or something. You're like, sure, there's no pressure. You're just kind of doing it until you can't. And then I kept going to the point where I was like, I should stop renting shoes. I should just get my own shoes. And then it was maybe six weeks into that process. I was like, well, I've already got shoes and I'm about to buy the chalk bag. I should just actually get a membership instead of paying $20 every time. Uh, And so he continues to go, but a lot of it I just do on my own. Like, I went this morning at 7 a.m. just to use the treadmill, and I'll probably go back to climb this afternoon. And just, like, started to fit it into my own life, whether okay, or not I I'm doing it. it with somebody else.
1: You're a freak now, man. It, it's been,
2: it's truly insane. My Welcome friends.
1: to the freak club. I love <laughs> yeah. it. It's glad to have you. Yeah. I'm trying co- to do two-a-days. Two-a-days, yeah, baby. Yeah, the two-a-days
2: are not often, but when they do happen, it feels pretty nice. You uh, feel great. Yeah. Like going really like, too. I'm back, baby. Yeah. yeah, I'm a
1: fucking warrior.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I should also say, like, Noam made a little bit of fun of me the last time I was on the podcast, because, like, we eat a lot of our meals together, and I'd be like, you know, I, I was intermittent fasting back then. Yeah. Mostly just as a a function of eating a lot of dinners and stuff, but it was pretty loose. If I wanted a breakfast taco, I'd have one, whatever. And, and now it's like pretty strict. Um, I would say six to seven days a week, unless something comes up, I am not eating between one. I'm only eating between like one and eight or one and nine. Got it. And like I worked out this morning fasted, still haven't eaten anything. Mm -hmm. That's like, I think been very, very helpful for me.
1: Freak Club, new member. Welcome I to the Freak Club. Yeah. Dude,
2: it's, great. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's so such a funny thing. I've never I said to my wife yesterday we were on a hike, and I was like, I've never been this person who has actively tried to go out of my way to like achieve weight loss or like exercise. I lost weight in college because I rode my bike everywhere for sure, four years, sure. but that's kind of it. Like this is a new thing for me. Never did it, it as
0: part of like your lifestyle change no. or your structure. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, I never played like uh, high school football College football, Ryan. I never. We've heard <laughs> I know you it. don't like
1: to bring it up. But I hate bringing it. I up. was listening. I
2: was watching clips in the car on the way home. Right? So <laughs> I mean, that's what made me l- think. A lot it. of
1: people do. Yeah. <laughs> you no. know, a cop will give you a pass if you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. <on the laughs> phone. He's like that Stanger playing ball at Cal. You know, running four five three forty. <laughs> you, I mean, you're loud. It's all right.
2: <laughs> you drive around in your helmet hoping to get pulled over.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, sorry, officer. I I I noticed you looking at my helmet. <laughs> yeah.
0: I didn't realize how fast I was going because it's not even as fast as I run. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah. And then I I guess we should talk about the food aspect of it. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, So but I want to hear. So uh, so, yeah. So you you get more consistent with the gym. Mm -hmm. um, You start getting some, you know, some mental help or, you know, psychotalk therapy going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, and then. so when does food kind of worm its well, be, way in it? Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Before that, if we're still just dealing with the uh, workout side of it, mm-hmm. are you, um, when you are hitting the gym side of it, are you just kind of uh, going off of what you think you should be doing or is there like a loose routine that you're following that's based on something you found on the internet or something so
2: yeah this is probably like the next step for me is like drilling down into specific days and like movements and that sort of stuff there's no they do classes sometimes but there's no like interval training or any of that sure it's truly just open gym sessions so a lot of it is either like stuff I want to work on cosmetically or that I think has, like, historically been a problem for me. Like, I've never been a guy with, like, a big old juicy booty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, I just know that my body, like, the way way I carried my weight was, like, firing differently. And so I wasn't, like... squats were really hard for me at the beginning. And so I'm like, okay, this is something I want to try to do because it'll have like achievable results and then shoulders for climbing and that sort of stuff. So I've mostly just been kind of picking my spots and working off of like, okay, what did I work recently or what's sore today that I can maneuver around. And then how often
0: are you at the climbing gym? Would you say is your average now?
2: So I went, Every day except two days in April. I tried to go every day in April. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then no man. Just I brought, doing something. Doing something at the gym. Yeah. We challenged ourselves to go every day in April. And then we brought a whole pie and ate it at the gym. Oh, <laughs> like oh a whole blueberry God. pie. That's so As fun. a reward? <laughs> as like a reward. It was pretty great. Um, cool. So I'm, I'm trying to go every day unless I'm too sore or something else comes up. Got it. Like I did not work out yesterday. Game of Thrones. Got to have the whole day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> only a hike. <laughs> That's right. Yeah,
2: yeah, but yeah. I, but otherwise, I'm trying to go at least once a day.
1: That's I I also like. um, So you described uh, what I would say is maybe intuitive exercise. Mm -hmm. And I think that people that are maybe um, a little apprehensive to committing to a routine, which can be maybe daunting or scary. You know, you said before, like you never thought of yourself as like a. I'm obsessed with exercise and I got to go every day, some kind of cliche, but you, you know, you need to go to the gym and you wanted that, you wanted to get more healthy. And I think people, you know, you should be open to, you know, going to a place that offers a lot and then just kind of being intuitive with your exercise yeah, and just seeing what you like doing kind of stuff you want to work on watching other people. And, uh, and then you'll get a little bit more comfortable there and I'm sure you'll evolve and eventually want to kind of, incorporate some routine once it becomes a little bit, once you get it a little bit more in your bones. Yeah. Now that being said, uh, you know, being true, tr- try to be intuitive about it. Don't hurt yourself, but right. there could be, there is something to just kind of, um, I don't know. You even look at it like with kids, it's like kids can learn things by just picking stuff up and playing with them a little bit yeah. as opposed yeah. to like, I'm going to fucking teach you how to, you know, Right, you know, build or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know.
2: And and some days for me, it's just I'm I'm showing up without a ton of plan, and I'll start to climb and be like, I'm just not feeling this today for whatever reason. I'm just not driven to do it. But I know that I can just go rock out a bunch of like kettlebell squats and then still get my heart rate up. Sure, and
1: be done in an hour. Like so good. That's so valuable. Yeah. yeah. To to once once you realize you can do that, I, and I don't know what it is. I think people get stuck in you know, and we we talk about it to where. Then it's, they don't go. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, because they're like, oh, I know I have to do this technically because it falls on some arbitrary day that I made up. Right. And yeah. I don't want to do it, so I just won't go. Versus, like, fuck, go do what you want, yeah. do what you like. You're a grown up. Yeah. People are scared of that. I mean, people, there's, you know, it's like a whole thing
0: of, at the checkout line of the grocery store, there's still all the magazines there that it's like six weeks till, you know, summer body. And they're still and a the, big
2: juicy booty. Yeah. A yeah. big juicy
0: booty. And you need to have yeah, this structure right. that they, you know, like it's this, you know, or it's even the five by five or whatever. And it's like, you know, you might walk in there on the day that you're supposed to do your five by five that you're just like, this is just not feeling intuitive. And it, I, I, even if I, get I don't want to do it, it, I just don't want to do it. Right.
1: So do something else. Yeah. It's okay. I have a client that I would run with. Um, and so she would jog, we would jog, and, uh,
2: you, she, you dressed up as a fat old black man on a rickety bicycle. Like Tyson's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. punch out. Great. Gray, exactly. gray. Yeah, gray yeah. Yeah.
1: I can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed I about don't get it, man. it. Yeah.
0: I'm bothered by that. It's weird because I'm still sitting on the grass, grass waiting to be in Honda. <laughs> and I'm like, did you want me to come or no? And then you never, you come around the corners yourself. And I'm like, Oh, so I'm the only one dressed <laughs> I'm up. I'm the asshole. Oh, I'm the asshole.
1: <laughs> and a fucking King hippo fucking belly. Uh, Soda Popinski. yeah, uh, but super I to, macho man. <laughs> say. I used to jog with her, and and it was like this real, you know. Some days she would love it, and some, but and she was like, "I know I need to jog," and I, you know, I, it hurts and all. I, I don't know. We would have like these endless discussions about it, and it was just like a big eye opener. We were out there, and she just wasn't feeling it, and I was like, "Guess what? We're just we're we're walking then, right? Because who gives a shit?" Right, and she yeah. was like, "Oh." That's so helpful. And I don't know why. I mean, you could say that, uh, I, but just doing it, you know, something has to click. Yeah. But there's something very liberating about, like, you yeah. know what? I'm not feeling the job. I guess what? I can just walk because I'm a grown up and I'm still getting something out of this. Yeah. And, and then it, and then it, you don't, you're not as afraid the next time you have to do it.
2: Exactly. And yeah. I, I've only just now started to think about like personal records when it comes to like uh, benching or any of that sort sure. of stuff, and I have like I guess small mental goals that I want to get to, but that's only been probably in the past month of starting to work out. Like I've never done a pull up in my life, and I want to do a pull up before the end of the year. Yeah, oh, I, I think I'll get there, you know. And but that's will for sure. What's what you're stuff, doing? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of stuff is just some days I feel like okay, I'm going to try to work on this because I have a goal in mind, and some days I'm just showing up to show up.
0: Wow. God. So great. Healthy. Okay. So now, God, so now what a great place you're in, man. Oh I'm God. so it's, it's happy for you.
2: And, and I, I should say this, like you guys helped me on that process. I want to be very sincere. I've listened to every episode and coming on when I did, I think was like a motivating factor for me, even if it still took a little more time.
1: We'll take all the credit for yeah, it. At least yeah. 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 I mean, you're where you are now because of us. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> just the facts. You know, and the people out
0: there are like, this is just a dumb podcast. Fuck you guys. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance you do don't listen anymore because you <laughs> thought that's what it was. But all you listeners, the Bell Babies out there who who still love this, thank you. And it fucking is cool. Yeah, <laughs> and we know. How and we, we know.
2: Podcast title: Episode One for the Haters. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts out with finally going. I don't know why I'm on this shit
1: podcast. <laughs> like, oh, he's a hater now. <laughs> uh, so okay, so now the big the big challenge was food. Yes. So, so tell us, I mean, how, where do you even start with this? So
2: this is something we touched on before. It's that idea of like, I can be everywhere and kind of nowhere at once. And I'm trying to do more in terms of like picking my spots. Yeah. So there's a certain amount of time that I've got to be out for a group dinner or an individual dinner and meeting somebody and stuff will constantly still come up. I've got to go meet with somebody. Like I had to, I'm working on a story that involves Orange County. And the guy was like, Hey, the only time I can meet is like seven. Saturday at 9.30 a.m. And I was like, well, fuck, man, I don't. I'm not going to tell this guy, hey, I'm intermittent fasting. Like right. I'm going to drive to orange <laughs> County and, I can't and, eat, at that and eat the chilaquiles and I'm going to smile and that'll be it. And that's a day that didn't count as much as the next day, but they all count in the grander scheme of things. So yeah. um, mostly what I'm trying to do is intermittent fast until like one, if I don't have a specific meeting, I'm really just a hundred percent of the time eating salads, maybe a, a, some protein like lamb or hopefully not too much red meat chicken. Um, and then dinner, if I can help it, I'm either like healthy at the restaurant without too many people like asking questions. Sure. But also like if it's a person I know or I've seen on, with any regularity the past few months, they can tell that I'm on a little bit of a journey and they're probably fine with it. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, those are the hardest parts is still because it's my entire day. It could be eating restaurants and food and all that sort of stuff. Got so I, I've been really trying to just like not be too out in public on the weekends, And that's hard. I've, I've had to let some things go in my job that I wouldn't have let go otherwise. But that's also part of my own personal growth process and me within my own like career.
1: Right. I, yeah. And I think I, I had, you didn't quite articulate it uh, on the last show, but I think that was kind of what you were working Mm -hmm. towards. It's like, you knew you're like, look, I, I kind of know what it's, how it's going to need to be. I just need to figure out how to, Right. how that's going to look in my life and job. Yeah, and there's there's still bad days, right? Like, yeah. we uh, the,
2: I had to go to the Pizza Expo in Las Vegas, like, a couple <laughs> of months ago, which is just this giant convention, and I'm, like, sweating. I'm like, what am I going to do with this Expo? <laughs> but I was pretty motivated to, like, try to keep it easy as much as possible. And then, of course, the day I'm driving out, we start getting word that, like, the Michelin Guide is going to come back to Los Angeles, which is, like, a very big deal in the food world. But the Michelin Guide hates my company because on the East Coast, where it's much more prominent. We have a lot of negative things to say about the Michelin guide a lot of times. So they didn't reach out to me. I'm I'm just hearing it from different people Uh. in the industry. And my whole thing is like, if I'm the woge of food for Los Angeles, it is my job. And the reason you come for me, like, do you come to read me to know this stuff before anybody else? And we knew they were going to give the story to the LA times, like my direct competition. And so I'm driving out to Vegas, calling all these people. It's, I should have like three cell phones. I'm just trying to like confirm <laughs> stuff. I had a person who was like, I can't send you the press release. Cause it's like not approved yet, but like I can read it to you over the phone. And I'm like screaming at other people like, we got to put something up. And we did, our company didn't run it for various legal reasons and whatever we didn't end up running it in the LA times ran the story first, even though I knew we had, it, and I was like, so mad. Yeah. I think uh. that like, the the ethos of the thing is like you only continue to trust that person as long as they deliver on the trust that you're asking of them. And I was like so furious the next day at this pizza expo, I just ate so much pizza (laughs) (laughs) because I was like filling this anger void. Sure. And then the day after that I'm still in Vegas and the pizza expo is over and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I don't need to keep rolling down this hill. And I got, I went to the hotel gym and I had a healthy lunch and I got back on it, you know, and I left that day in the dust. And I think that that's been an important part of my process. Not every meal is going to be perfect, but I can leave that behind and focus on the day ahead. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, you know, we, um, we put too much of an emphasis on the, the big moment, you know, and you can miss the small moments too. And like you, you know, deciding at Vegas, you know it wasn't like it wasn't quite like the uh you know having your earth shattered by these two prominent figures dying right It was literally like you're in Vegas and you could have done some buffets and wild <laughs> shit, and you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna get back on track, you know I had the yeah. Pizza Expo, yeah, and that's so fucking crucial, like that's such a huge mentality shift that can you know. That that shows you like, hey, look, you can have a a wild pizza anger day, right? And then you can get right back on track.
2: Yeah, and and listen, like I'm I'm gonna keep saying it for myself as much as anybody else. Like being bad is the point. Having a bad pizza day means that I show up the next day and I've got an opportunity to, to be better. Yeah, and, and I'm I love that new feeling that I haven't had before. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. What, so explain to people. So the Michelin guide is...
2: So the Michelin guide, uh, originally started as a guide from the tire company based out of France and it was meant to be a... Wow. Tra- from the tire company? Yes, it's like the oh, same wow. company.
1: Oh, from, wow. From, it's meant to
2: be a travel log so that they have places that are like worth a quick stop off the road, worth oh, a detour, or worth a drive all the way on its own. And that's how the star ratings go. And so eventually like the tire company grew to become this weird restaurant angle as well. And they've got books all over the world that are like super haute cuisine, high end dining stuff. But Los Angeles has only had a Michelin guide. We had it like 2007 to or 2009 to 2012. And then it went away during like the kind of recession era. I might uh-huh. be getting those years slightly wrong, but we had it for a few years and then it went away. San Francisco has had one continually since then and New York and all these other places sure. have had it forever. So what happens, the business model for the Michelin guide is that local or statewide tourism boards pony up a ton of cash. Uh, for California, it was six hundred and fifty thousand dollars to say, "Hey, we'll give you this money. Do what you want to do to bring a guide back because we believe it'll draw on enough tourists to like offset that cost." So uh-huh. they are now doing an all California guide, northern and southern, all in one, and it for officially drops in June. The first guide that we've had for all of California, like ever, and it's like a very big deal. High end restaurants really care about getting
1: one, two, or three stars. Sure. Wow. Um. And uh, does does if we do we have? Michelin rated restaurants here? There's only like Providence, right? Yeah, so
2: technically we have a few that were rated when we had the Michelin When we had the guy. So So
1: they've been hanging on to that. It's sort
2: (laughs) of like, yeah, you you have this sort of esoteric idea of like, yeah, Michael Simarusti, the chef and owner of Providence who just won a James Beard Award. He was nominated nine years in a row and finally won this year, like two weeks ago. He's technically has a Michelin rated restaurant, but a lot of them like Melisse, has closed in Santa Monica and the interesting part is going to be now that Los Angeles has become the most prominent dining city in America, what what is the michelin going to do in response because they've given stars to street vendors in like singapore but it's pretty few and far between and i'm a believer that if we don't talk about the taco truck scene if we don't talk about the san gabriel valley chinese dining scene in it's the bullshit guide, it's then right? be, it's not going to exist for most of angelinos like yeah i think they've got to figure out a way to tackle that and, and we'll see it remains to be seen they're not talking to me about it so who knows yeah oh,
1: fuck that uh what about like a uh, burnt do you believe in that movie? <laughs> uh, I think it's a pretty bad execution of like. Uh, <laughs> Wait, who's in that again? It's Bradley Cooper. Oh, that's right. That's and right. Uh, Amber Heard is she in yep. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I think.
2: I mean, even like uh, like Chef, right? Like a very yeah, fun yeah, yeah. version yeah. of that. But it's. Uh, it, I like Chef. I like I like Chef just fine, but it's like, oh, he's picking between like one beautiful woman and his ex wife, who's like Sofia Vergara. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. just
0: this. Uh, that's the one with um uh, John Favreau. John Favreau, yep. and it's uh yeah. Yeah. It's
2: got a nice father son. It's Roy Choi's.
0: uh, Yeah. He
2: was involved with that. Yes. Roy Choi was like the culinary consultant who also hates me, but that's a whole separate podcast. Oh, no. I want to be like, Roy, I had cookie barbecue at my wedding. Like, I like you, but he's under no obligation to like me back. And that's okay. That's part of what comes with the territory of being like a beat reporter for restaurants. Sure. You got to be honest. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, restaurants close. We have to talk about it, things like that. So it is what it is. But no, I I think that the Michelin Guide is it's really hard as much as we can say, well, they're not going to matter in Los Angeles to look somebody in the face who spent their entire career trying to be the best at their thing to Mm -hmm. be like, Hey, I think this achievement that you're hoping for is meaningless. Like that's a, you can't say that to somebody and it does drive dollars in the door. There are high value clients who come from all over the world to eat at Michelin star restaurants and chase those stars themselves.
1: Yeah. It's like the Academy Awards. It's like, I, you know, I love tons of movies and maybe probably more that have never won or even been in the conversation. But you know, when that award's, comes around, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. It's like it's it matters, but it doesn't matter. It yeah. matters, weirdly it doesn't enough. matter. But
0: when like the one that you really like doesn't even get ma- uh, nominated, you're like, do I? Am I good at liking movies? <laughs> like, like you you judge it. You know, it's like right. yeah, which is the same as like you go to the place that you like in your neighborhood, and you're like. I've never looked up the Yelp review of it, and it's bad. And you're like, why do I
1: love this place? What's (laughs) wrong with me? Yeah. I don't like ordinary people. Yeah. (laughs) I prefer Raging Bull. Uh, Yeah.
2: Yelp is its own morass. I mean, I... There's no greater database of restaurant information in the world than Yelp, but the star system, I think, is so Bananas. beyond fucked. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, the, the example I always used is a place called John and Vinny's that opened on Fairfax a few years yeah. ago, and they had a kitchen fire not long after opening. And we were writing about it. And I checked over to the Yelp page, and their most two recent Yelp reviews from that day were one star reviews because people showed up to the restaurant and it was on fire. They're oh, like, couldn't so get in to eat because yeah. the restaurant was burning. Like, if that one star review counts the same as a five, the whole system's crazy.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yelp is funny when you see like a place that is not good but then they try to like respond to the people, you oh. know. <laughs> Like everything they do is like not, and they're yeah. trying to like, wow, I'm so sorry that that happened. You know, can you, and then it, it just keeps getting worse and worse from yeah. there.
2: There's a guy who has a, um, <laughs> a, a parking lot, hot chicken pop up in North Hollywood called raging hot chicken, who for a time was threatening people via Yelp. <laughs> you left a bad review. You're like a troll. I'll fight you. Like this guy, he, cra- he like threatened me when I like wrote a story. Oh, about wow. like, he's, he, tr- he's truly off his meds. Yeah. Yeah. He lived
1: up to the raging yes. in the title. <laughs>
2: yeah. He knew exactly. Exactly what he was after.
1: What was the stuff not great? Didn't deliver? No, I mean, it, it's... So many of this fucking hot chicken shit. Exactly. So
2: it, it's a it's a derivative off a derivative. Holland Ray's came into town and we're kind of doing like Nashville-style hot chicken at a really high level. And their whole thing is like experience and quality and product. And then you started to see the next level below. Gotcha. Guys like Dave's Hot Chicken, where they're like, they've got a cool story because they're popping up in a parking lot and they're doing like, okay quality, but for the masses. And those guys now have like a restaurant that's going to do $5 million a year or something sure. in sales. Wow. So then the third tier is everybody else who's trying to figure out their own version, but they don't have anything unique to say. And that to me is like the least interesting. Whether or not the food is any good doesn't matter. Are you screaming at your customers on Yelp? Because that's a story
1: I'll write about. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh man. Yeah.
2: But there are dozens, just like Burgers now. Like there are just dozens of operators that are trying to cash in.
1: Yeah. Hal and Ray's Wolf and Mikes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wolf Wolf Wolfing Mikes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right next door too. Yeah, uh, we're man. sticking it out. So then, what? who started it? <laughs> uh, my money's on Wolf and Mike.
0: Hey, gang, uh, Stanger and I want to talk about Green Chef because we love talking about nutrition and fitness on this and podcast. Food, man, and food is nutrition.
1: Yeah, so just to bring you guys up to speed, you should know this already, but Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. They got you covered. They get you covered because Green Chef lets you choose from a
0: wild array of of um, a wild array. Well, I liked it. Wild. It's, a, it's wild. Wide, no, it's a wide, it's a wide, a ar- wide array, a wide and wild array of of uh, different lifestyles. I'm not saying some of them are wild, but you well, know, we
1: mean w- wild in like the general cool yeah, thing.
0: Yeah, like uh, paleo, plant powered, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, keto, gluten free, omnivore. If you're any of those, Green Chef has um, meal plans that are catered to your diet. Yeah. So
1: these are, these are kind of different eating strategies and yeah. lifestyles that come up all the time on this show uh-huh. and they, they, they'll, they'll get it down to the T just for you. And yeah. they have an amazing selection. Great recipes of, uh, that are or, quick and easy. Yeah. Huge selection of organic ingredients they use.
0: Yeah. Everything is, uh, the ingredients are pre-measured and perfectly portioned and mostly prepped. So you're doing, uh, not that much
1: of the legwork. They've done a lot of it. Yeah, because so people will write in and they say, look, I want to do meal prep, but I'm not a good cook. Yes. I'm scared in the kitchen. I don't know where to start. And so this is where like this this technology that we have available to us, guys. Yeah, Green take Ship, advantage of it. Yeah, take advantage. They're sending it to your house. They're, they're telling you how to do it, and they're doing most of the work for you. And it's what, delicious. What, is this a company made just for me? Yeah, come on. It's
0: also delicious. Yeah. That's one thing that like- you know, the thing about eating healthy um, is you think you're going to eat shitty food. Nah. And you know what? They have delicious meals, delicious recipes um, that are like expert
1: chefs design these flavorful recipes. Yeah, it's not some idiot like me, like Stang, or saying, oh, do this. Yeah. Do that. They got they got amazing chefs that are making the call on what to send you With guys. With
0: clean ingredients, and uh, it's, pr- it's easy to stick to these goals when you have such... Uh, great ingredients and great recipes
1: to um, eat. Yeah, they eliminate all the excuses. You have no choice but to eat healthier if you're using Green Chef. And we said it already.
0: It comes to your house. Yeah. So that excuse
1: is out the window of like, oh, I always have to eat out. No, eat in. Right. And you could probably get it sent to uh, like anywhere, really. I mean, you you know, it doesn't have to be your house. No, it could be your work. Yeah, it could be your work or you could get it sent to like, I don't know, you're going to have to sort this out with them, but okay. maybe if you're living on a boat or something. Yeah, a boat. I mean... I could jet ski it out to you. You get it sent to my house, I'll jet ski it out to you guys. Hey, get it set to Stanger's,
0: jet ski it over to you. He right. might even... I'm going to eat it. I'll tell Listen, you right now. truth be told. He's going to eat it because also he will cook it because I'm it doesn't take that much time. They've done no. so much of the work. Like A lot of the... um Uh, The the recipes uh, have pre-made measured sauces and dressings and spices. So like all of the flavoring stuff is already taken care of.
1: Yeah, and the cool thing about having that is you're not wasting. So, like, right. you say you're doing some dumb recipe. I've got a big old jug of coriander I've had in my pantry for 20 years. Yeah. There's not a chance I'll ever finish it. Green Chef, they've got it in a little package. Boom, you put it in the specific recipe that you're making. It's seasoned. It's great. And I get excited because, first of all, I'll get it at my house, and I'm not necessarily
0: sure if, like, what— you know, what I'm eating that week, and it's like, oh, I rarely cook salmon at home. And the fact that they have a salmon recipe, great, I'll eat it. Ooh, pork, I don't, t- I don't cook pork that often in my house. Like, I I, I pretty much re- eat, like, chicken and yeah, fish so, yeah. regularly.
1: If you're, if you're like you, Jimmy, you're, you're destined to be eating the same thing yeah. over and over. But this opens up a whole world of food you. And they're to
0: delicious, you. and I know that they're clean, and I know that it fits within my lifestyle. So I love it. And plus, um, it it tastes so fresh. Oh, yeah. Fresh, um, fresh, 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 uh, and my family
1: loves it. Yeah. Quincy loves it. Yeah, I got Stony Boy doing it. I got Nancy doing it. I, I come out like a hero.
0: But listen, you you try it, right? Um, uh, and this is how it's going to help. Let's give him a deal. Yeah, Let's yeah, give yeah, a yeah, deal. yeah. We got to yeah. give him a deal. So uh, you're going to go to greenchef.us/slash dumbbells75 to get seventy five dollars off your total. Yeah. That, and that's, 25%, that's $25 percent. That's twenty five off of each of your first three boxes. So uh, you'll get three boxes, and $25 off each of those boxes will give you $75 of savings. That's by going to greenshefus
1: slash dumbbells75. Did you hear that? Dumbbells75, you're getting up to $75 off in savings. That's a lot. In your three boxes. So first of all, you get to commit to it for three weeks. Right. Gra- you
0: grab yourself some good ass food Grab it And you're getting $25 off each week 75 bucks in savings Greenchef.us Remember that Slash dumbbells 75 D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L-S
1: 75 The number You want some of this old coriander I got here man? Uh, you already put it in my backpack so uh, Just loosely dump yeah, it into your pack. Gross.
0: <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I gotta get rid of this stuff. Greenchef.us/slash dumbbells seventy five. Do it. Speaking about all of these these foods and and how into it. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to Farley, he's into it and he knows his shit, which means he also has to eat this stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is all all good stuff. Um, what what is on those days, so do you have um you so give your, us- your first your first meal is usually some kind of salad or something like yeah. that, so then since the dinner or since those other meals for the rest of the day, are you eating three meals or are you doing like one big lunch of like a salad? And, and healthy, and then you know you're going to have a big dinner. Are you just doing two meals in that day? I'm, what- I'm trying to
2: just do two and, uh-huh. and not do alcohol as much as possible. Okay. Oh, okay. Although, although a lot of the baseline is like, let's go grab a drink somewhere. Yeah. Um, I try to do coffee then if I can, and just have an espresso, which is a much better option, although I don't want to do too much caffeine in the sure. day. Um, yeah. So usually it's one bigger, healthier lunch if I can do it at a place like Dune or even a Sweet Green or whatever. And then in the evening, it'll be like one dinner time restaurant and I'll try to just, Stick to like a protein and some vegetables as much as possible.
0: At the restaurant. At the restaurant. Uh Yeah.
2: And sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes I gotta have the burger or whatever the thing is that they want me to have. And that's just a day that I can either like plan out in advance because I can check my calendar and work out accordingly or work out the rest of my week accordingly. Um but yeah, that that's pretty much it. And I'm also writing a little less on the site and focusing on like longer stuff lately. So my lead times, uh, I don't need to be checking in on every new place because we've hired reporters for that. Uh, So I can delegate a little bit more and spend my days like in the library researching old Spanish, Mexican restaurants or whatever.
1: Right. But that 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 was an evolution that had to happen. Yes, yeah, You weren't for a while there. You weren't ready to do that. You didn't maybe exactly. trust it enough. Yeah, yet. and
2: it was, honestly it was very fearful for me as the guy who tries to do it all to yeah. step away and like reconcept kind of who you are. Yeah, we had we had our highest traffic month ever on the site in January, and I was writing like two to three stories a day instead of four to five stories a day. So you can see it work in real time, and it's since become like a little bit easier as I continue to delegate out. And and frankly, I don't think anybody's missed me. Like it's not like I've disappeared completely from the scene. People still see me and they see yeah. my eye all the time.
1: Well, and that's, I think that's another thing too, to where, you know, people will be stuck on a career path or they, you know, you talk about balance a lot on, on a show like this to where yeah. it's like finding that balance between your family, your job and your own personal health. Yeah. And, you know, if your personal health, like you described, and like a lot of people are going through, is suffering, then you have to figure out how to balance that. Mm-hmm. And that usually, there there usually is some fear in that, because something else is going to have to give. Yeah. And it, it can be scary. And you can, you know, you can be asking stuff of like a, a spouse or a partner, or, uh, or, or, or you know, you can, you know, your livelihood can be affected. Yeah. And so that's where that kind of work has to come in. And, you, and usually there's a solution and you just have to, you know, you have to trust it and, uh, and experiment a little bit and try some things yeah, and see, because your personal health is worth it. Right. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah.
2: I I mean, if, if on the job application, it was like, has to be willing to like work yourself into a divorce and die at 57. I wouldn't take the job. (laughs) Sure. But if I'm doing all those steps along the way to get to that negative result, then like, fuck me. Yeah. It's, it's a lot about like, reconstituting who I am in relation to my job and what defines me as a person. Cause right. again, like it's not about, Oh, I want everybody to say they like my glasses. I better like them myself first. You know? Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Oh, so give, so give us some tricks and tips. So, so food, like your guy that have, you know, you really cut into your weight a lot. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you can point to that you're like, Oh man, this has really been, uh, uh say you, so you mentioned cutting alcohol, Yeah, you know, if you have to do these kind of like drink meetings, you can order espresso. It's, it's something that you don't feel like a total party pooper for getting, you right. know, it, it offers, it offers kind of a drink meeting feeling without getting the calories from the alcohol. Totally. That's a good, that's helpful. That's good.
2: I've also like, if I can find a little, a little window to, uh, go home before I have like a dinner meeting or something like that. Sure. I might even just like eat a something at home that's I know is gonna be healthy for me, whether it's like a little bit of boiled chicken that I made before or like leftovers that are healthy or something. And then when I get to the restaurant, it's oh I'm not very hungry. And that's true. And then I when I do eat things that are bad for me, I'm eating them in small amounts. Like I still get this thing, especially if I'm gonna do like a two-a-day where if someone puts a burger down in front of me at the right time, I'm just gonna crush the whole burger. Sure. So anything I can do in the background that like other people don't have to see to make it so that that doesn't happen is really helpful for me.
1: That's great. Okay, so that's it. Willpower is overrated. Yes. So you're at this, you are at this. You have this job where you're going to be tested all the time. Right. So if you can take the edge off by eating, you know, a handful of nuts at home, some, yeah. some foods you pre-prepared, that way you can actually do like, oh, I'll try, we'll share, yep. as opposed to like, guess who's eating the whole plate of pasta <laughs> yeah. no matter what kind of balance I'm trying to get in my life.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's huge. That's, that is huge. That's also, but that still has to be, I,
0: I know willpower is overrated, but it also, it does take like, you're setting yourself up for success by having something at home beforehand, because even, cause I, I even get that thing where I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat a little bit something healthy at home before I go to this thing. And then you go there and you eat, you start eating and you're like. Fuck, I still need to finish now this Now I just had two meals. <laughs> yeah, because this is a fucking good ass burger. Right. I'm gonna leave half a burger. Who am yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ate at home I ate like fucking two handfuls of nuts, a steak, yeah. and like some sweet potatoes, but this burger is fucking I gotta I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. It's not yeah. even that big of a burger. Right. And then it's just like it's over. Yep. Yeah. So it's even
1: that you do need a little bit more of like going like yeah, you well, do I can have this too, yeah. You have to make, yeah, it's a mentality shift. I know because it's come up where people talked about like they have a happy hour that they do for work that's mm-hmm. very important and there's bar food there. And so, yeah, but that's, the, you know, I think you, you have the most chance for success if you're like, I have to go to this. I have a plan going into it. Right. Yeah. I'll have a couple energy bars before. Mm-hmm. I'll have a handful of nuts. Right. I'll pack a small meal so that way I can, you know, not not go crazy on that. It sometimes you will, right. yeah. but you know, at least then you've got a fucking shot. Yeah, you there, know, there's a there's a possibility of you stopping
0: when you you aren't starting the meal starving.
2: Right, right, and none of these meals are are I I guess probably you wouldn't know it. Most of these meals, for, for most people listening, it's not going to be the last meal of their life. Yeah. <laughs> for a couple people, I'm so sorry, listeners. You're yeah. done for and you don't know it yet. Our listener base is a <laughs> yeah. lot of last meal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> but, like, it, I, I mean, I, I had to go to... Um, I had to go to Taipei for 8 days and Hong Kong for 5 days wow, and how Seoul, that? Korea for work like last fall. It was amazing. Like I wow. c- I could not be higher on Taipei as a city. It was the cleanest, friendliest big city, street food everywhere. It was awesome and probably 40% of the cost of like a Tokyo. Sure. But I had to go and take a bunch of photos and eat a bunch of food for a huge package where,
1: we're doing nationally. F- forgive my ignorance. Where, so where is Taipei? Taipei is the
2: um, capital city of
1: Taiwan. of ta- um, Capital city of Taiwan. Yes. Okay. yeah.
2: And I, I think most Americans, I'm including myself in this, I had the expectation that Taiwan was going to be very um, ethnically Chinese and culturally Chinese because there's a lot of discussion over whether or not they belong as part of mainland China or whatever. Like the United States has not officially recognized Taiwan as its own country. Mm. Only 18 countries in the world do, but they were under Japanese rule for a very long time. So they're actually very culturally Japanese. They have like, you know, uh, mother seats on the trains where like people don't sit unless you're an expecting mother. Everybody stands on one side of the escalator. Like it is very much a regimented and, and beautiful and wonderful city. And so I also just like ate my brains out for eight days and then went to Hong Kong for another five. And I knew going into it that I needed to like work out as much as possible and feel good about myself when I came back and then ate as much as I wanted and walked around a lot. And when I came back, I stepped on the scale and I'd like gained a few pounds, but I was also walking crazy amounts and I knew that I could pick my spots in the moment when I was in those countries. And it was a really great reminder for me of like. Oh, I I could have easily just been like, well, I'm going to go to Hong Kong. Nothing matters. I might as well start eating burgers two weeks from now. And instead, I just tried to maintain as much as possible. And when I got back, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. So even if you have that burger that you know you think you're going to eat half of, and eat the whole thing. The next day is a new day, and everything is like a little closer to being possible than you think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How um how uh, accurate is the Double Impact movie and its portrayal of Hong Kong? Uh, I can't I
2: can't say I've got a uh I don't really have much of a vision in my mind of how oh, double impact that's right you you didn't have a chance to look edit. at it yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you you guys did that thing where you sneakily sent me an email link and it has it can tell whether or not I watched it yeah, 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 yeah I didn't watch it yeah. there <laughs>
1: yeah, three movies we put on there <laughs> yeah so we have yeah, impact, impact, yeah blood, sport blood sport and uh monkey business yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
2: always one
0: curveball. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you watch Monkey Business, it goes immediately into Monkey Bone. So, <laughs> Monkey yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah is, that was uh, tough for us to yeah, find. Teen yeah, yeah, Long. The, seemed the long. Brendan
1: <laughs> Fraser. Yeah. Oh okay. um, yeah. yeah. Chris Catan. Yeah. Yeah. Henry yeah. Selleck directed. Sure. Uh, same guy that did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, uh, but uh, so um, a cocaine. <laughs> Whoa. A little hoot to give you. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, episode. Tigger juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hooked it up, man. Yeah. Guy's got good stuff. <laughs> yeah. You can't just do half a line. T- tigger's going to <laughs> no, a bump. No, you know, no, you gotta what you got to
2: do is some healthy drugs before
1: you get to the drug yeah, party. Yeah. yeah. what I've done. Popped a couple of uh, Tylenol AMs. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge, that, that that kind of planning, you know, going into it. And, and again, that mentality shift that I keep saying, um, so yeah, man, I, I, it's, so as far as like, so what are you liking right now as food? Like, what do you, what do you like to eat? I mean, I'm, if you're, I'm, if you are cooking for yourself, you mentioned some, you yeah, know, chicken, yeah. vegetables. I'm trying to go like
2: all macros. My wife just started a new job and so she's been getting sun basket at home, like the healthy one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and it's great cause they give you these books, like they'll give you three meals a week, but the book will have like 10 recipes in it or something like that. And, and they're really trying to skew like as little grains as possible, like kind of base protein vegetables on the side. And that's like, if I can help it, what I'm leaning towards, I've started doing some um, protein bars, like Uh if I need a midday thing and I don't want to like have to stop somewhere at a restaurant, I'll just keep one in my bag, but that's been pretty much it. It's still, my life is never going to be completely regimented. I'm still not doing like meal prep days in advance. Cause it just doesn't work that way. Sure. No.
1: Me. And I think that's important to know, right. You know, right, that yeah. you know that you found a system that works for yourself and your lifestyle. Right. And yeah. I don't
2: need to like get the meatloaf sandwich at every place that has one, you know? Sure, sure. And, and I don't know if you guys know or care, but like, it's not like I'm skewing such becoming a different person. Like on my Instagram feed, people who haven't right. seen me for eight months probably have no idea about this. Process. No idea. And no idea. I, yeah. And that's great for me. Like, I I would prefer to have that, you know? Yeah. And I can do all the other stuff. It's not in the shadows because I'm happy about it and my friends and family are happy about it. Yeah. But for everybody else, I can just lead the normal life I'm leading.
1: No, but there's, yeah, it's, I, I like, you got a great follow. You're a great follow uh, on Instagram because you have like all these beautiful pictures <laughs> of like food. You're just like, I want to be there right now having that. And then, like, I'll go to a place and it's literally like a fucking Beatles concert with the line. And I'm like, well, I'm not going. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the IG photo looked amazing. But uh but yeah, it's it's not like you've you know, you've dropped a tremendous amount of weight. You look completely different, but it's not like you're posting pictures of like right. green juice or something. You are yeah, right. still doing this yeah. the same shit that yeah. there's uh there's still a
0: burger out there that I cannot stop looking at from <laughs> this. <laughs>
1: You know, like and, a new one where
0: I'm like, what? Yeah,
1: yeah. before bed. This yeah. is
2: what they're doing now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. But, but where's that
1: cheese coming from? Yeah. What kind of bun is that? Is yeah. this all cheese? What <laughs> am I seeing? You're turning your <laughs> yeah. phone. like yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I, and, oh, man. He's running a cheese filter.
0: On. I'm just. <laughs> uh, Instagram it, cheese it's, it's just exciting. So it's just exciting to see that the transformation can happen. That yeah. you've been hard at it and focused on it for a year. Still. Doing your job, still having those moments where you're okay to fail. Mm-hmm. And um and just pick the pieces up the next day and be right back on track, if not better, because you've had that moment. Yep. To like, you know, because there's also something great. Um that next day when you start the next day after, let's say, a full day of pizza, angry pizza eating, <laughs> a full day of it the next day when you finish that meal that you knew was healthy and you're back on track. That adrenaline and that feeling is better than that. It, like, it makes up for that day before so quickly. Yeah. It's crazy. It
1: yeah. makes you feel very powerful. Yeah. Well, so back to this pizza expo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what's, this, what's the story with that? You just walk around and try shit?
0: I mean, it, it people is- are trying new things of pizza or people are throwing pizzas in the air and it's a competition <laughs> of pizza throwing and shit? it is right. It's like uh, I mean, it's Vegas. No, it's like like
2: 115,000 square feet or something—a huge convention hall—and they do everything. So people like the Breville people who make ovens want to like debut their new pizza oven there, and then it's people who do like flour and have sauces, people who have like stuff that's ancillary to pizza, like cup and straw manufacturers, guys who do like jardinier and like pickled vegetables. There is a pizza throwing competition. There were multiple people who got engaged there. There are super (laughs) fans who like show up in pizza outfits. Sure, like it's everything. they even bring in like big pizza people from like Chris Bianco from Phoenix or somebody yeah. from overseas or whatever to do demos it is like i only went for 1 day i think it's like 4 days it's insane Truly insane. Wow. Did you have a lanyard? Oh, yeah. They give you the lanyard. <laughs> big lanyard. I, at one point, I like- Is ste- it shaped like a pizza slice? <laughs>
1: Do you know what? That's a missed opportunity. You know what? Send it's them not. an email, EG. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, shaped like a Detroit pizza slice. Yeah. And, and they,
2: <laughs> at, at one point, like, I stepped into the King Arthur booth to, like, help out with this thing, uh, a little speaking thing that they were doing. And they gave me one of those, like, headsets with, like, the old school ball lav mic. Oh, man. Like, the ShamWow guy. And yes. I'm like, man, this is really just, it's everything. The Pizza Expo is everything you want it to be in
1: yeah shit that's fucking (laughs) cool what was the best thing you ate there Um, Or you can give a couple that jump out at you. Yeah,
2: there's a, this guy on Instagram, his handle is slow rise pizza. His name's Noel Bronner and he's like the pizza assassin of Los Angeles. He doesn't have a place of his own, but if you are opening a pizza restaurant of any note, he's probably the guy you're hiring to help you work out your recipe.
0: Oh,
2: wow. wow. He does super high hydration doughs. So they'll literally just look like it it won't form. Like it's basically 75, 80% water, long, hot, long ferments. They look like wet soupy, but you just keep working. And eventually you get this like unbelievable, super airy crust. And so he'll do like crazy simple pan pizzas, like a grandma style, almost focaccia, a little sauce, a little cheese on top. But it's just like a cloud you're biting into, a cloud of pizza. It's like
0: unbelievable. Where, uh, what places has he worked for here or like that
2: he's... uh, Pizzana, I mean, like... All of Evan Funky's places. Like if you name a pizza restaurant of, of any note in Los Angeles, he's probably, probably done, probably, some of probably the worked work. on it. Yeah.
1: What's the move if you're opening a pizza place? You do like a pizza in the title somehow? Pizza? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rye pizza. Do you, or do you just go like a complete departure from that and Oh just, just
2: like somebody's name? Are you well if you're pizza only, I think you gotta try to do pizza in the name. But if yeah. you
1: Pizzaville
2: But if you're like Felix in uh Venice, which happens to do really great pizza, but it's more of like a handmade pasta restaurant, then like you'll just call it something else. Or so like Rosso Blue or downtown or some of the like places that would maybe have pizza but not necessarily wanna like focus on it as the only right,
1: thing. Right. Wolf and Mike's Pizza. Like the
2: places (laughs) where you're like, yeah, I know this is
0: called an Italian restaurant, but if you have the burger here, it's the best. Right. Or something like that. Right, yeah.
2: And I should... They do a... um Rosso Blue is like a sort of central Italian restaurant that does mostly like bolognese style. And so they do like a pasta bolognese, like meat sauce on a burger for brunch on like Saturdays and Sundays Holy in downtown. Shit. No. It's one of the best things you could put into your body <laughs> slash worse things, but like so yeah. delicious. Yeah. Unbelievably delicious. Yeah. So picking those battles that's of it. when <laughs> to have those battles. is,
0: yeah. uh, and it's also exciting. Like yeah. it's, it, it should feel good for everybody that's listening to this and who have, you know, like you, you, you always have that battle in your head of going like, I want to eat healthy, but then this weekend I have this or like, Mm -hmm. oh, and then we have, I have the happy hour that I have to go to every week on Thursdays and they have bar food and all this stuff. And you realize that it's like, if you really look at it, unless you have a job like Farley's, the chances of you have that you have to eat something that you might not need to eat, uh, is not that often. Right. Yeah. And, and even it, if it is three days in a row, I have this because then there, uh, we're getting married or whatever, or, or, or like, you know, like there's, we're going on a cruise. I'm going to
1: eat because we're getting married. <laughs> married
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or like we're going on a cruise, and we know that there's going to be this or that. Or going to Vegas for three days, and my family's going to be there, and they want to do this buffet every day.
1: I'm having a child born. I'm I can't be keto for one <laughs> yeah. day. I'm just going to take whatever me that up. is. Worst you know, day
0: of my life. It's going to be three days, maybe four days, but you can get back
1: to it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if like you're such a great example because if oh, if yeah. you can figure out a way around it, then anybody can. Right.
2: And and listen, I. I went into this being like, I can't lose 80 pounds. Losing 80 pounds is impossible, but I can lose eight pounds, 10 times. And that's, oh, that's, my, nice. that's my thing. You know, I just want to like do the small work
1: every single yeah, day. Inch by inch. Yeah. It's a cinch.
2: I was in Seattle a couple of weeks ago, again, for work. Cause you're eating at all these restaurants yeah. in Seattle. And I brought my rock climbing stuff and paid to go work out at a rock climbing gym in Seattle. Like that me a year ago, that's a laughable thing. I'd be like, well, there goes a week I'm in Seattle. Sure. But instead you're still picking your spots.
1: Uh, did you check out the Space
2: Needle? I, I stayed in the Space Needle. You stayed You in stayed it? in that motherfucker? <laughs> well, I you know, I snuck in and stayed there after overnight. Hours. Oh, okay. Got arrested. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it was yeah. dope. It was so dope. It spins. It spins just slowly. It's, it's slow. disorienting when you're yeah. trying to sleep.
0: You wake <laughs> up and you're yeah. just like, What am I facing now? Yeah, yeah. 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 The cops yeah.
2: had to rappel up and bust through a window and get me. It was <laughs> oh, a trip, man. man. Yeah. I was only supposed to be there two days, but you know, long weekend in the jail cell. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> man, but I just did calisthenics in there. Yeah. Yeah. Bang out push yeah. ups and Seattle yeah. prison. And I'm
2: telling you, I got out and I went right to the rock climbing gym. You know, <laughs> I'm on it.
1: <laughs> wow. So what's been um, some of the biggest things you've noticed uh in your your body, like how you feel, maybe yeah. what you know, what's something where you're just like, wow, maybe didn't anticipate this positive benefit, or
2: uh, definitely just like like day to day stamina, and even like weird small stuff, like I'm just less sweaty. It's very it's very yeah. nice to be less sweaty, uh-huh. yeah, um, and, and other stuff like everybody gets those moments if you're on a weight loss journey where you like buy new clothes and you like the way you look in those new clothes and all that sort of stuff too. But for me, it's been um, muscle growth. Like I don't want to. I don't want to get below 200 pounds. I mean, I, I could maybe potentially, but I'm also 6'3". Like it's not the biggest thing for me to try to get there. Yeah, I would rather focus on looking muscular and using the job that I have to allow me to like have a normal frame that is just like kind of more filled out. And so... Like Kobayashi. Uh, Kobayashi. Yeah. He got um, fucking jacked. <laughs> <like> he wore <laughs> hot dogs. Yeah. Did, he Did you thin? see him
1: get jacked He got He got no. really jacked. He got yeah. thin, like a bodybuilder.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. So now I'll look at like... Andre Iguodala on the Warriors and be like, I don't need to be thin. I want shoulders like Andre. Like yeah, I want, dude. I want to just pack it on in that way. And yeah. I, and d- to my point from before, that's probably my next phase. It's like I'll keep doing the rock climbing and those have its own challenges and goals. But I want to drill down into form and technique and start getting the PRs in the weight room and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So that's next for you. You want to uh, continue to drop some more weight. Yeah. Um, two twenty five, I think is
2: probably my like realistic goal. I was aiming for two thirty five for a while, but I think I can get to two twenty five. And, what are you, and where are you at now? I'm at 250 right now Right, yeah. so 25 more pounds Yeah, and then pull up by the end of the year That's it, my yeah. first pull up
0: Oh man that's Well so- that's the thing Like The amount of bouldering that you're doing And doing the pulls that way A lot of it is like pushing with your legs as well So yeah. you're getting that juicy booty <laughs> um, With all of that happening And weight loss And your strength incre- increasing It'll be surprising to you How quickly you'll be able to do that
2: Yeah yeah, and I, I'm I'm still. My wife started going to Go Tribe. Shout out to Go Tribe, uh-huh. of you guys. And uh, I, I'm, so now I'm watching like on their Instagram feed all the hit stuff that they're doing. And I think that like I talked about this in the last podcast. There's something about gamifying that of like trying to like climb up the ranks and be the best in class and get the like workout warrior sort of thing. Yeah, that could be interesting as well. But I think for now I'm just going to try to keep it simple and keep working my routine. Yeah. Well,
0: the thing that ends up happening for that that you. Um, have worked out correctly for your life is um, you haven't added a stress element by working out. Right, You've, in, in fact, made it part of your structure. Meaning, if I can fit in a bouldering thing over here in Culver City, I'm going to do that. If I can get two in today, that'll do that. What ends up happening once you start getting excited about any kind of group fitness, Go Tribe, uh, CrossFit, uh, any kind of martial arts, is once they have times... Then there's this new stress that just ends up happening. Right. I have to get into that nine thirty class. That mm-hmm. nine thirty class is full, so now I have to do a seven thirty class. I don't know if I can. Okay, now I have to rearrange, and then it becomes right. a burden rather than um, this thing that you is already working for you. So yeah. it's yeah. like if
1: you have this uh, already living a pretty appointment based life. Yeah, it might be kind of nice that you have this this free range gym approach to where you go when it fits, and that's right. you know it's yeah. yeah. Can can I ask you guys two questions? Yes. Uh, Absolutely. So,
2: whoop, we're out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I... Almost every single day I weigh myself. And most people I think, or I've heard a lot of people be like, it's not about the number. And I totally hear that. But for me, it's like a small bit of accountability every day. And I'm not worried if I go to the pizza Expo and the next day I weigh more than I did the day before. I'm not getting down on myself. I just, I want to keep like that sort of mental tick of like, it's going down, it's going down, it's going down in the overall sense. Do you think I should stop doing that? Or if it's working for me, then fine.
0: Um, every day is not a problem. Because um, there's – because you're doing – this is what I think. Okay. Since you are doing it every day and you're, and already the way you're talking about it is you're focused on average mm-hmm. for the week. And if it's going down or the average for the week is staying the same and is not going up, that's accountability for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the problem with weighing uh, – the, the problem with using a scale or focusing on a scale is the focus on the scale. Right. Um, and if you only did it once a week or you did it once a month, but when you did it, it's like a thing yeah. where you're like, oh, okay, it better be this or yeah. it better be that. And then you get on it and you get disappointed by it or you, you get, um, affected by it in, in a negative way at all. Even just like, even if what you step on and you're happy with the result, the fact that the stress prior to it added that stress is, um, I, I believe is more hurtful Than it is helpful The okay. way that you're doing it Is like If it's an everyday To just kind of Step on You do it at the same time It's part of your routine Step on Okay I'm, I'm feeling good With where I am Or it keeps you focused Then fine
2: Okay
1: good Um yeah, I, I would say you're such a good student um yeah. in, in talking to you about all this stuff. And I think you what you describe to me sounds like a very clinical approach mm-hmm. yeah. to where it's like, okay, interesting. You know, this yeah. this leads to this, this leads to that. And I and I think with any kind of um Uh, exercise you're doing you need to exercise and health and fitness you need to measure to manage Mm -hmm. and so some people have a lot of hangups about weight and scale and so it's not good for them it's not healthy for them Eugene described it well Yeah, you know to where it's like it becomes this thing Mm -hmm. you know that's separate from their personal health and well-being and so for you, what you described is, and I, I'm kind of similar to you in that, like I, you know, sometimes I can be like, Jesus Christ, buddy, <laughs> eight pounds in a day, like yeah. what happened? But it's like, I just need to know, you know? And, and then it kind of helps me make sure like, okay, I am on the right track here, right. you know, or, or I'm not, I need to, I need to make some adjustments. And I would say minus doing that, I, I wouldn't know sometimes, right. yeah. you know? So for people that are listening that do have, um, you know, issues around weight and scale, figure out another way to measure, you yeah. know, you can be like, you can do, you know, like, uh, some tape or something. You can do kind of how your clothes fit. Yeah. You know, but I would say, yeah, measuring to manage is, is important. It's going to, you know, keep you on the right track. And then, uh, and then what you described as long as it stays that way, you know, what you'll, what you may kind of experience and Eugene can speak to this, um, is you are going to get to a point where you hit that two twenty five and potentially below, mm-hmm. and then things will level off. Yeah, and that's something to uh, reconcile with because your motor right now is kind of a, a big part of it. Is getting to that number, yeah, and you can get addicted to that kind of these you know drastic improvements and appearance and feeling yeah. that stop that stop, and you are like, oh wow, now I am just in maintenance, which isn't necessarily as exciting. No. It's just, it, and it's more that it's just different. Right. You know, but and when you're so new goals, though. yeah, then like, that's the important thing is new goals. Go
0: ahead, because it'll be this fun thing, hopefully fun thing where you know you're there at um, at you you get down to 225. You you keep measuring every day so you stay at 225, and then within that month, if you're at 225, then you'll go okay. Now I'll just do this once a week. Right. Every Monday, I'll do it. You know, when I wake up, and I'll hopefully stay at that 225, and then you'll go great. Every week it's worked out. And then two months will pass and you'll go like, okay, now every two weeks or once a month I'll do 225. And what will end up happening is then you'll be like, how come I'm at 230?
2: Right. And
0: then you'll have to work to get
2: back down to 225.
0: And then that'll just be kind of life, hopefully, from that point on. And then it's just a new focus.
2: Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to the maintenance aspect in some regard just because Good. I have to be... Right now, if I want to continue to lose weight, at a certain baseline, I just have to be operating at a deficit. I've got yeah. to be healthy with my choices and over not overworking, but working a lot to stay in that deficit. And once I'm maintaining, it almost feels like there's going to be a little more wiggle room. Yeah. I can maybe notch up five pounds or notch down or whatever, but I want to get to that point where I'm just coasting and it feels easy and it's a part of my life and I don't have to be like, what's my next thing? What's my next
1: thing? Yeah. Yes. That's good. So yeah. Yeah. Remember that. And it's, I only say it just because it can, it's a surprising thing that not everybody anticipates. Yeah,
2: Erin McGowan talked about it, like having to change her yeah, mindset. she did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: that was where it came up before. And Eugene, Eugene's talked about it too, where it's yeah. just like, because man, it's so, you know, you can get, you just start rolling with that and you're like, ooh, another five, another 10, another yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And then all of a sudden you're kind of there and you're like, oh, it's it's a little bit of a, you have to mourn losing that, you yeah. know, that, yeah. you know, it's like having a big project that, that doesn't, and it just changes. Yeah, right. Yeah, I should say. Yeah. I love that. So, then, what's your next question? Oh, my,
2: my other question is: is uh, I, I don't have, there's no trainers at our gym. I don't think they allow trainers in, although I'm not 100% sure on that. So, if I want to go and just like learn a bunch of form stuff that can expand my range in the just regular weight room side of, of the gym, what do you think is the best avenue for that? Is it like hiring a personal trainer in their garage? Is it like signing up for some limited, expansive, like weeks-long thing and then not stop doing it? Like, what do you guys think?
0: Um, if you're going strictly to um, hire a personal trainer um, to, to give you a good base, um, that trainer probably works out of a gym. Oh, right. They'll have a space. So yeah, they'll yeah. have the space that you go like, I don't, you know, I belong to a bouldering gym and they don't allow trainers to come in here. Right. So, you know, and they'll usually go, oh, well, we us- I'll work out of this you know,
1: yeah. La has La's, and a lot of places now have this, but La is unique, and it has a lot of boutique gyms mm-hmm. that these trainers can use where they kind of operate as uh, private contractors. And so you could just seek one of them out. Got it. Um, and it's also good because then you can really curate kind of the perfect trainer. And what you could do if they're worth their money, you can just take uh, photos of all the equipment you have at your gym and just say, look, this is what I got. I, it works the best for my schedule for me to be able to do it here. Teach me something that I can use on all of these. Right. And like we've had guests on the show that have had great, I know Mike Mitchell, friend of the show, Doughboy, likes his trainer a lot. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people that we could, you know, that, yeah. yeah, help you find. And then, yeah, they can design a great program that you could use at your bouldering gym that's pretty universal. Got it. Yeah. yeah. As
0: long as you're transparent with them, too. Just exactly. like, listen, I don't, I'm not going to pay you for a year. Right. I would love a month of just, like. Well, I'm going to underpay you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm going to steal from you. I'm I'm just going to take your
0: money. I'm I'm going to
1: write you a bad check. Yeah. I've I've geocached
2: money all over the city.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to find it. It's in a weird...
2: Like, uh, egg. Jar on a tree. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm look, I'm going to pay you with uh, rage and Pat's, uh, <laughs> chicken. All right. It's the best you're going to get. Don't expect any howling Ray. No, because
2: uh, yeah, I, I just didn't want to worry about getting into some other slipstream of like working out that either doesn't fit with my schedule or I don't want to pay for it. Like as long as I can find a person to be upfront with them. Yeah.
0: Great. And that's the thing. You just going, listen, this is what's worked for me and I'm excited about continuing this, but I also want to add this.
1: Right. Yeah. If you're I mean, most, and most trainers are kind of hip to that and they're fine. And, or if they don't have the time for it and they're not interested, they'll tell you. And then it's, you know, no harm, no foul. right? Yeah. But I think that, you know, I think everything that you're doing, if you need to just continue to do stuff to support that. Yeah. So, you know, instead of like, you know, like I don't know, yeah, Eugene already said it better to, you know, doing this, some appointment based thing or like adding a drive into what you have to do. Right. You know, it's just you don't want to give yourself any opportunity to miss. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh yeah. So I think that would be your best bet. You know, picking a place that's convenient, that's with somebody cool that you like, yeah, that will, you know, get it right away, um, and and augment your lifestyle in a positive way. I R- think Brian's
2: really pitching himself as the cool know, guy that's gonna be five. my training. <laughs> I cool, hear you. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. gonna
1: get like somebody that yeah, maybe yeah. maybe you know. Maybe you know who's yeah. already helped you a Dodgers, on a podcast. Wearing a Dodger Dodgers hat, hat important. Just slipped anybody, a couple of cards like, yeah. in your pocket. You know, that kind of stuff.
0: Dude, it's so great to have you back. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. I um what a journey. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, good yeah. work, man. You should be very
1: you should be proud of yourself. You should yeah. be happy with what you're doing.
0: Yeah. We need to have you
2: back on not
1: soon.
0: Like you know quicker than last December to now um, well i'm
2: I'm planning hopefully my like uh, everyone does those like transformative social media posts, sure, I haven't been talking about it, guys, but I'm down eighty pounds or, yeah. like whatever, so yeah. that's gonna be in August, so Felt I'm very cute, excited Mike Might delete <laughs> later yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, Felt cute Might delete later
0: that's every single one of your posts yeah right? but yeah.
2: tentatively, I will pencil you guys in for twenty twenty one just yeah, 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 <laughs> keep it on schedule. <laughs>
0: Um, well, I love that you reached out to us and yeah. was just like, uh, I'm feeling good. And that's a great place to be. You're in a great place now. Yeah. Um, all of the success that you've had work-wise and life-wise has just, it's great. Well-deserved. Well I, I, I think
1: like a lot of people will be able to listen to this and take take some stuff away just because – you know your situation felt so untenable. I mean, we even on the show, you and Gene and I were just going like, ah, well, and even could then- you eat half of the sandwich, and yeah. <laughs> you're like, I, yeah, I guess I could eat less of the food, guys. And the hard thing is still <laughs> great point. Yeah.
0: The hard thing is still that happened on this one just like when we had him on before, I was going like, how good is, uh, you know, yeah, then of, talk course, about of course. And, and we yeah. have to talk about the food that like all of us are going like, yeah. I know we shouldn't.
1: Bullshit it. that people do that. Where's yeah. the best? Pancakes we shouldn't should eat that. <laughs> we shouldn't eat it. But like, <laughs> if, what if you fucking, were to find, yeah. Yeah. A nightmare, but they do their own curly fries and make up their curly fries. And you it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Go.
2: But no, it, it's uh it, it's a part of the job and reckoning with it like myself as much as um it, mentally as much as physically has been like a big part of the process. Yeah. And I know like You've been in the same place for me, like before you started your weight loss transformation, Eugene. Like it, it's just no one. Uh, there's probably limited amount of information you'll actually get from somebody else that is going to make you change until you start for whatever reason doing it for yourself. Yeah. Whatever that light switch is, and uh, you guys, I think, are honestly a really great resource for people to at least start them down that journey, and then hopefully, if I, people look at me and like, how does that guy, how does he manage to do it with the job that he has? Like, yeah. If if anybody out there feels like they can't do it, it's like I have a worse job than you when it comes to diet yeah, and I so figured true. it out. It's so
0: true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, if people like want to find you... Like an ice
1: cream taster
0: or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, Or somebody made of ice cream. Somebody made of ice cream is rough. You
2: spent a a good part of a year being a frozen yogurt taster.
1: (laughs) I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was tough. Until they got hip to you. I didn't like people asking me about it. that was for (laughs) for, (laughs) real. They're like, it is your job. And I'm shut up. Don't watch me. Yeah.
2: Look Uh, away. uh, You can find me everywhere online, over, over, under. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a book called Los Angeles Street Food History from Tom to Taco Trucks. If you want to see my writing, most of that is at la.eater.com.
1: Yeah. LA Get into it guys. I I mean, com. I can't think of anybody more knowledgeable about yeah. it out oh, here. Yeah. And you speak with such authority about it. And like the the love and passion is what's I think the most compelling. Here's know?
0: the issue though with la.eater.com dot dot, um, when I um when I look at Farley stuff. It's usually when Trish and I are like, "Ooh, let's eat something fun." And it is that fun meal, I'll read like fucking 18 <laughs> Post that Farley like, because I'm like, well, what, what are we going to have? The, right. What are we going to have? Like, look at these. Did you see this picture? Okay. Yeah. Let's just go to his Instagram. Okay. Ugh, I mean, it all looks
1: good.
2: <laughs> how far do we want to drive? Yeah. That's the real answer is how far do you want to drive? Yeah. you yeah, the ultimate use it,
1: Like uh, use the geography. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, it's an embarrassment of riches out here. It's, yeah.
2: I will yeah. also say, like, I went to a Benihana for like a friend's birthday the other day, and I like fucking huffed. They had to drag me by the scruff of my neck. I'm like, look at these fucking sheep out in the suburbs at <laughs> this Benihana. And I get there. Everyone's having a great time. They're tossing shrimp around, you know, the whole thing. And I was like, I'm the idiot. Like these people are spending a limited amount of money going to the place that it, it gives them exactly what they want. Yeah. I'm spending way more money and probably on the whole having worse experiences because I'm like testing the boundaries all day long yeah i'm the idiot like (laughs) so funny Uh, i don't think so uh, (laughs) (laughs) hey man that
0: onion
1: volcano dude it still holds up got me every time (laughs) still holds up i Uh, think it's like i think it's uh it's not good i mean you look at like people that died at pompeii and shit and now we're like celebrating if you want to find us you can do so (laughs) on social
0: media at the dumbbells across uh instagram facebook you know
1: Twitter. It's like a flood thing. If you want to email us to tell us, hey,
0: you're doing great, or, or you want to go like, hey, is there a possibility that Stanger can stop?
1: Uh you just email us at ask the Get the earthquake thing Gmail. that they do.com. Like it's a natural disaster and it's like everybody's <laughs> cheering for it or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh that we do do we say everything? Yeah. Okay. So on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the dumbbells, and our wonderful guest today, Farley Elliott, yes. we'd like to remind everybody that's out there and listening to Train Dirty Be clean and live in between. Remember Pompeii. <sighs>